Hello there. Welcome to episode 5 of Now This Is Podcasting, also episode 5 of The Book of Boba Fett. And man, do we have a lot to talk about. I don't even know if I can fairly call this episode episode 5 of The Book of Boba Fett because it was more realistically season 3 episode 1 of The Mandalorian. And we got a lot, a lot to dissect here. Um, I'm honestly still pretty blown away about how much I enjoyed that episode. But starting right from the beginning, Mando comes back immediately. I mean, like, I I and we knew with the music coming in at the end of episode four that Mando was coming, right? I mean, we all pretty much assumed that. I just didn't think they were going to immediately bring him in and give him the entire episode. Uh, that kind of shocked me a little bit. So he comes in, great entrance through the meat market, uh, music on cue as always. And he's talking, you know, we get a little bit further into that. He's talking to his, the bounty he needs, and then he says his line. And again, the music lines up perfectly in this part where he says, I could bring you in warm or I could bring you in cold. And that the way he delivers that line and the way the music goes, that gave me chills. That literally gave me chills hearing him say that. I was just so excited to see him back on screen. And then we get right into the action where he pulls out the Darksaber and starts using it. And again, I'm like, just I just keep getting shocked over and over again. And I don't know, maybe for good reason, maybe not. But, you know, just seeing the Darksaber gets me so excited because there's just so much significance to that. And we're just starting to really dive into it. But he ends up cutting himself with the Darksaber. And I think that was a, a cool way of sh- showing us in the beginning that he's not really fully ready to use this weapon and there's gonna it's gonna take time for him to get used to this weapon also people who are complaining about this show not being violent enough he chopped that motherfucker in half he chopped him in half i mean he he brought that dark saber over his freaking head and went all the way down chopped the guy in half through the table and chopped his freaking head off so if that's not enough violence for you I don't know what to tell you because he, he, cut, he cut his fucking head off and cut him in half as well. I just, <laughs> That shocked me too. I was like, whoa, he just, he just did that. It's like you know, we were talking about it last week with uh, Black Chrysanthemum ripping off the guy's arm. I said he ripped his freaking arm off. He cut his freaking head off. It's the same freaking reaction. Man. <laughs> All right, so we get past that like opening fight scene, right? And now we have... He, the, we see like the ring this is just a small thing for me i know i know it wasn't just me thinking this when they saw that ring uh mad halo vibes it looked like that the rings from halo um and i immediately thought of that about that so that was that was a little cool i know that doesn't really mean significantly anything to the episode but just a quick thing to put in there now here's here's kind of one of the bigger talking points i wanted to you know discuss i guess to myself to you guys if that makes sense is is the armorer going to be an antagonist in this show or just in general really because we learned like through his interactions with Bo-Katan and the other Mandalorians that he was in a cult of Mandalorians a crazy cult according to Bo-Katan and them uh crazies and not just you know Bo-Katan says they're bad but now the armorer saying Bo-Katan's bad so it's like, 
what what side is good are both sides bad because that's always a possibility too um i just feel like the armor is going to end up being an antagonist somehow i think you know looking further down the episode but when you know he tells her that he did remove his mask she says you have to go repent at the wells of mandalore and mandalore's obviously destroyed another thing we're going to talk about in a second but i just don't see this cult that he got cut up in being okay with him one being this close with grogu and two removing his helmet because at this point he's already done it i like he says oh i'll do anything to repent i don't really believe that i don't i think he's gonna start to realize that yeah he might have been involved in this crazy cult of mandalorians and i don't know where that leads to I know the other guy in there, the Vizsla uh, Mandalorian, he already uh, tried to do uh, challenge him for the Darksaber, and then you're talking about antagonists there as well, but I feel like the armor is going to turn into an antagonist. I mean, maybe not. I'm still kind of on the fence about it, but I think it's a really fair question to ask is, is this lady really going to be the, a good guy? You know, it's very black and white to say good and bad, but to talk about this question i feel like we have to put it that way is the armor going to be a good person or is the armor going to be a bad person that's what i mean when i say protagonist or antagonist protagonist being you know the good guy you know in the shows and movies antagonist being the traditional bad guy you know you know and we've seen in recent years where that isn't so black and white but there's a lot of gray area talking about anti-heroes and stuff with marvel so i don't know what to expect from the armor but i i would you know be pretty confidently to say that she's not going to be totally good maybe not fully bad but she's not going to be totally good she might be somewhere in that gray area in between um just because you know i don't think you know talking about both sides being bad bo katan and the cult of mandalorians i think they're both bad bo katan as we've seen from uh clone wars and and stuff and rebels is not the best <laughs> she's not the best um she has her flaws and we, we know that and i feel like if she comes back into the live action stuff people who just watch the live action stuff will begin to realize that as well is that she's not perfect either um she does some good she does some bad and you know there's that gray area again so i think that's enough about the armor now something that was cool when they were talking i thought they mentioned the mandalorian jedi which we only know from you know stories and legends we actually haven't seen him or anything but there was a mandalorian jedi he's the one who created the dark saber and i just just got me my main my brain spinning and it got me so excited for the fact that maybe we'll get to see more about this guy about this this mandalorian who was a jedi um i don't want to dive too deep into it because i'm not trying to get my hopes up too much that it's going to happen if we if you know if we get another tease or another step in that direction then i'll probably do a, a a good segment of either a whole episode or part of an episode talking about you know what we know about him and what we expect to see and stuff but i don't want to take that up for the whole episode because i want to talk about other things that happened in this week's episode of the book of Boba fett so just an interesting mention that maybe we will dive into at a later date if they decide to go in that direction i was kind of sad to see the spear go um it makes sense though you know armor said like man uh is supposed to be used for armor 
any kind of weapon made from Beskar is a threat to them because it can pierce Beskar. So, like, I was kind of sad to see they go because I thought the fight scenes he did when he was fighting the Dark Troopers where he, like, kicked the spear and stuff against Moff Gideon as well was really cool. Like, I almost liked him better with the spear. But I'm not going to complain with the Darksaber. I, 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 I love the Darksaber so much. I think it looks so, so cool. I'm just still so excited that we get to see it in live action. So, um, we'll see what he does with, uh, well, the spear's getting melted down. And he says he wants to use it for Grogu. Now, it looked like she made rings. I'm not sure what Grogu's getting out of that. I'm kind of still, uh, very curious about that and not knowing what's going to happen with that. But it looked like some kind of rings. I know, uh, one of my friends I watched it with said, oh, maybe it's going to be, uh, like armor like chest armor and i'm like i don't know i don't know what they're gonna do they're very subtle to make the bag they put it in to look like baby yoda i don't know if you guys noticed that as well um but i mean one sign that we'll get to see grogu again soon that would be cool now let's get to i mentioned it a little bit earlier mandalore got freaking nuked i mean we've heard it like from boba and them having the conversations in the Mandalorian where they're like, Empire turned that planet to glass. Mandalore's gone. But now we actually see it. We see the thousands of TIE fighters continuously bombing the planet. I mean, like, not just a normal air raid. There was thousands of, of it looked like, TIE fighters up there, or TIE bombers, I guess you can call them, bombing Mandalore. And not only that, but they sent the droids down and shot anyone who was somewhat i guess could have been a survivor you saw all the mandalorian helmets is a really emotional scene and it's it, I, I guess you know now we see it in live action it's like wow the empire really did you know wipe out an entire planet and they did it without the death star that's how i guess scary and powerful you could say they were a little bit of a darker side of things but that was, I'd say the word cool to see in live action because it is such a, a tragic event. But it looked so cool. Like, I'm just going to say, it, it looks so cool uh, when they're bombing Mandalore and stuff. And just, you know, the editing and the effects and stuff. And just CGI, it, I thought it looked really cool. Someone said, uh, made a joke I saw on Twitter that uh, the entire 80% of the budget was used <laughs> on this episode. And I don't know, maybe it was because this episode looked incredible. But. I they I'm still waiting for more incredible stuff. So, but seeing that in live action was really cool, and how they showed it, I thought was really cool. I'd almost want more about that, and and maybe we'll get more, you know, because he might be heading to Mandalore now, which I'll address in a little bit. But it was interesting seeing how Mandalore was actually turned to glass, as Boba Fett says. Then he gets um into. Uh, trying to train with this dark saber because like i said before he cut himself on the leg with it because he's not that's not a weapon that anyone can just pick up and use so they kind of talk about this in rebels and for those of you who watched rebels i don't need to go into depth about this so i'm going to try to just give a brief explanation for those who are maybe lost right a little lost right now basically this blade is not like any other lightsaber or blade that pretty much in in that i know of existence in star wars it's it fights against you if you're not fighting with it 
um, when Sabine Wren used it in Rebels, she had the same problem where it got heavier and heavier with every swing. Swing. That's why I really liked when he said that, and they, they kind of showed that how the blade was like literally getting heavier and heavier because he was trying to fight against it. So he needs to learn how to accept the blade, and I know he wasn't getting it with her, the armorer, but. If he's going to visit Grogu, I mean, maybe we see Luke help him with the Darksaber. Because it is closer to lightsaber than it is anything else. Um, but the Darksaber has had that in the past where people pick it up and when they first use it, they can't because they're fighting against the blade. And the blade literally becomes almost impossible to use because of how heavy it gets fighting against you. So just an interesting little fact about the Darksaber. And we might be going to Mandalore because... He said, the only way to atone for your sins is to go to the Wells of Mandalore. So, although that planet is been demolished by the Empire, if he actually goes to try to atone, we might get some shots of Mandalore, and that could open the box for a lot of things. And what I'm going to say about that is the same thing I said about talking about the uh, Mandalorian Jedi. We will dive into that and cross that road if that happens. Uh, there's no reason to get my hopes up. Um, just because because of a one-line small mention. So if we get, not only if it happens, but if we get more of a tease towards it in the next couple weeks, then I will definitely dive into depth about those two topics. But we will leave it at that for now. When he gets on the, uh, the public transportation, as I'm going to call it, to get to Tatooine, I thought for sure the Darksaber was going to be gone. I felt like they wanted us to think that the Darksaber wasn't going to be in that box when he landed on Tatooine. But it was, and we were fine. I was scared because, you know, he was flying to Pike territory and if they were going to take it and that was going to be a whole thing. But I'm kind of glad they didn't go in that direction. Uh, they kind of got right to the point with him with his new ship. So we get right to visiting Peli. And what do we see? We see a BD unit. No, it's not BD from the Fallen Order. But this could be a tease into Cal Kestis making his live action appearance. Um, with this BD unit coming into play. And I think, you know, that BD unit, it, from what we know right now, is not Cal's BD unit, BD1. Um, but I think this BD unit might actually start rolling with him, the Mandalorian. I don't know. I just I could just see him, like, on his back, right? Can't, can't you just see that? You have Baby Yoda, BD1, B, not BD1, but a BD unit droid and the Mandalorian all together. I feel like they would make a good combo. And, like, we all know, we've talked about in the past, man, his problems with droid. And he's gotten a lot better with it, you know? At first, he wouldn't let the droids work on his ship. Now he lets them work on his ship. He was, you know, yelling at BD to hold the flash right right in the beginning. But by the end of the episode, he was saying, hey, thanks, buddy. So we're seeing some development there. And that'd be cool to see BD roll with him and, him and Grogu. So keep an eye on that. But we got to talk about the, the prequel nostalgia here. The Naboo Cruiser, the N1 Starfighter, the personal guard sh ship of the, the Queen of Naboo. I mean, come on, prequel fans. Let me hear you right here. Because this was... I was like, what? Where did they get, where the hell did they get this piece of junk from? I mean, this is so... I mean, in terms of where they are, you know, in the storyline, this is this ship is a, it's a relic at this point. And as a prequel nerd like me, I was jumping out of my freaking whatever you want to call it shoes crocs socks whatever i was in at the time i was jumping out of them to see this naboo cruiser i was so excited it was a little banged up right i was like eh, a 
little banged up. But they, they buffed that shit out. They buffed it out. And now Silver, it looks Mandalorian almost. Oh my god, I love them bringing this N1 Starfighter back in. Amazing work. I Just applause. That's the only thing I can say about it. Applause. Now, that was the good. What was the bad? Well, not really bad, but... Uh, Peli dated a Jawa? And she described them as furry? What the hell is going on? Peli... <laughs> I don't even... Like, my... My brain jumping all over the place. He... She dated a Jawa? Can we just... Can we just sit back and think about that for a minute? And it was furry? That's fucking disgusting. That's disgusting. What the hell do they look like under there? I know. I was very tempted to go right to my Google search engine. Look, hey, what does a Jawa look like under the clothes? Or under the, the whatever you want to uh, cloak. But now that it was described as furry, I, I don't know if that's a cursed image I want in my mind. Like, that is fucking terrifying. Furry? And then not only that, but she speaks Jawa, which that was so, that was so, I don't know, funny or cool is the word for that. Seeking, seeing her speak Jawa, it was just so, I'd like, so off guard. I think I was still so thrown off by that she said she dated a Jawa and described them as furry. I can't get over that. I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting, but that just, that's scarring, man. That is, that's not leaving my head anytime soon. I know I've already yelled about it probably for a while now, so I'll try to move on. That astromech spot that they built, they, they gutted out, she said, because she said, you know, you don't like droids, so I gutted out the astromech spot. We all know that's going that's for Grogu, right? We all know Grogu's going in that back pod when he's flying around, those ears flapping around in that fast ship. We, we all know. We don't, we don't need to talk about it. We don't need to discuss it because we all know Grogu's going in that spot. <laughs> I, sorry, I'm still, I'm still caught up on the Jawa furry thing. I'm, I'm you know what? I'm just going to have to go look up a picture after this cause, and just get it over with. It's just rat rattling around my head too much. So he takes the ship out. He goes to Beggar's Canyon. And we see... So if you remember in episode one, when Anakin is pod racing... Hey, that sounds familiar. Now this is podcasting. Anakin's pod racing. Have you ever put that one together? You know, things happen for a reason and it's crazy when they do, right? Anyways, pod racing... And he goes uh, on the side of Beggar's Canyon through that gate. You can see the broken gate. Mandalor, uh, the man, he, Mando flies by it, testing his new ship. You see the pieces of the broken gate. Such a cool small detail. I mean, such a small detail to add, but just so important. I know not only to me, but a lot of fans out there who are, you know, Star Wars fans or even more so prequel fans like me. Just big fucking prequel nerds who just love the nostalgia and shit. Love seeing that, that little detail of the gate crushed in Beggar's Canyon. Um, moving on to when he gets to space, testing the ship more. He runs into the two uh, New Republic officers. Um, the guy, uh, well, the one guy we've seen before, right? The guy on the right. And then the guy on the left is actually, you know, I'm watching this. I'm like, this guy looks really familiar. I'm like, he kind of looks like Luke Skywalker, right? He kind of looks like Mark Hamill. I'm like... Oh, you know why? Because he's Mark. He was Mark Hamill's stunt double or stand-in, whatever you want to say, for when he appeared in The Mandalorian. I'm like, well, that makes sense. So just another uh, small little shove in there of getting people in there. Like when we watched, um, man, we. I'm assuming you watched Mandalorian season two. 
But that prison break scene, the guard that's in there, that's the guy who voices Anakin in the Clone Wars. So they like throwing these guys in there here and then. I love like watching out for them. I mean, even Filoni was one of the pilots in the episodes in season two of The Mandalorian. So we always got to be on the lookout for those rebel pilots because they're always someone, right? Or these, not rebel, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be saying rebel. The New Republic, my fault. The New Republic pilots and the New Republic officers always seem to be someone, you know, like that. And, uh, Clone Wars Anakin's voice actor, Luke's stunt double, Dave Filoni, one of the directors. We always got to be on the lookout for that. We're going to get to see Grogu soon. The way this episode ended, it, 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 I'm hoping they get we get to see Grogu in the Book of Boba Fett the rest of this season. Because I don't know, like he says, okay, this one's on the house, but I got to go visit a uh, little buddy, for, my little buddy first. Or what, however he words it. We all know he's going to see Grogu. I don't know if like Book of Boba Fett next, this week's episode, or next week's episode, I should say, is going to pick up with him coming back from the visit. Or if we're going to roll with Mando again. Because what I think is going to happen is that next week's episode is going to be him coming back to help. And we're not going to see his visit with Grogu. We're not going to know what happens there. I think there's going to be a, a little bit of a time jump next episode. But who knows? Maybe we'll get another Mandalorian episode in the book of Boba Fett. I know a lot of people would like that. Um, I'm cool either way how they do it, honestly. I'm just super excited. Um, if we see Grogu, if we don't see Grogu now, we're going to see him in the next season of Mandalorian. So at that point, it's just a waiting game. We have to give a lot of credit to Bryce Dallas Howard. She has done such an incredible job with this episode, her work on The Mandalorian. I am just so amazed by her work and the, all she's done. Because the episodes she's done for Mandalorian were, were some of my favorites. And then even this episode has probably been... I, I can't rank all the Book of Boba Fett episodes yet until they all come out. But this one's definitely going to be up there. She has done such amazing work um, with Star Wars. And I'm so excited to see her future opportunities with Star Wars. You know, whether it be keep working on shows with Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. Or maybe she gets her own project as a, as a movie or TV show. I am all for her getting her own thing. I think she's proven enough that she deserves it. So I'm very excited for Bryce Dallas Howard's future in Star Wars. And just very thankful for what she's done so far. So... I doubt you're listening, Bryce Dallas Howard, but thank you for all you've done for Star Wars so far. And I know this is just the beginning, and I'm very excited to see what you're going to do. And then building off of that, Dave Filoni's doing next week's episode. So, last time Dave Filoni did a Mandalorian episode, Ahsoka came in. So a lot of people think that we're going to get some kind of Clone Wars or Rebels character in next week's episode. I there's just I started off this episode episode with saying there's so much shit to talk about. There's a lot of stuff going on, and you can hear me. I'm pretty much go, I've gone on a rant, especially about the Jawa thing. That really got me fired up. But I want to know from you guys, what do you, who do you think's coming into this week's episode? So let me know, and I'll post the answers. I'll either you know TikTok, Instagram, whatever you guys want. If you guys send me things you think's gonna happen, who do you think's gonna come in? Who do you think Filoni's going to bring in? Maybe no one. No one's also a viable option. I mean, we'll see. I don't know who's going to come in the play. So I heard some people say Cad Bane to help with this army or Bosk. Bounty Hunter, I think, is the safest bet right now for Filoni. But I'm so excited for this week's episode. I know I say that every week, but it's just more and more excitement. This week's episode was so amazing. Again, shout out to Bryce Dallas Howard for making a banger episode, even if it was Mandalorian Season 3 Episode 1. I still loved it. 
I don't care. I'm all for it. Let's get Boba back in the mix. Let's get Grogu. Let's. It's just a full send at, at, at this point. It's just a full send. So you could follow the Instagram. Now this is podcasting. It's all lowercase. It's the same handle on TikTok as well. So follow me on TikTok and Instagram. We also have a Twitter, but I will say the Instagram and TikTok are more active and more more posts go on there. So make sure you follow them. If you find one, you'll find the links for all of them. So all you got to do is find one. So make sure you follow me on that. Let me know who you think Filoni is going to bring into the episode this week. And we will discuss after this week, in a week, after this week's episode. And I'm sure it's going to be a good one and a long discussion. So as always, may the force be with you. Thank <laughs> you.